from MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics and the Medical Director of the Center for the Advancement of Youth at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Honesty is the best policy. Well, if that's the truth, why do we all lie? Today we'll talk about the science behind lying and why deception and dishonesty is truly a part of human behavior. Are there times when lying is acceptable? How do you feel when you lie or when you discover that you've been lied to? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. I want you to share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is now calling for a vote to just repeal the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, with a two-year delay. NPR's Jeff Bennett reports this latest effort comes after two more Republican senators announced their opposition to the GOP's health care legislation simultaneously Monday night, ensuring that it would fail. For Senate Republicans, repeal and delay is the new repeal and replace. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says the upper chamber will soon take up a vote on a repeal of Obamacare with a two-year transition period. A majority of the Senate voted to pass the same repeal legislation back in 2015. President Obama vetoed it then. President Trump, President Trump will sign it now. But when Congress last year passed a repeal bill, they did so knowing it would be vetoed by then-President Obama. And now that it could become law, a repeal of the Affordable Care Act without a replacement isn't likely to get enough support in the Senate to move forward. Jeff Bennett, NPR News, the Capitol. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer is warning his Republican colleagues if they move forward with repealing alone, they would be making a big mistake. Make no mistake about it. Passing repeal without a replacement would be a disaster. Our health care system would implode. Millions would lose coverage. Coverage for millions more would be diminished. Schumer says the door to bipartisanship is open now, not to repeal, he adds, but to improve the existing system. House Republicans are out with a blueprint for a 10-year budget. It significantly increases military spending. The proposal also allows for an overhaul of the U.S. tax code paired with deep cuts in domestic programs. Budget Committee Chair Diane Black authored the plan. The lawmaker from Tennessee has called for a committee vote tomorrow. The family of an Australian woman who was shot to death by police outside her home in Minneapolis is demanding answers. Minnesota Public Radio's Tim Nelson has the latest. Justine Ruschek's fiance Don Damon, said she called 911 Saturday night. One of the responding officers shot her minutes later. Damon says authorities are saying little about the circumstances surrounding the shooting. He said her family and friends are devastated. The death of Justine is a loss to everyone who knew her. She touched so many people with her loving and generous heart. Two Minneapolis police officers are on administrative leave and state investigators are looking into the case. City officials say they still want to know why officers' body cameras were not activated before the shooting. For NPR News, I'm Tim Nelson in St. Paul. 
At last check on Wall Street, the Dow is down 84 points at 21,545. This is NPR. The Trump administration is imposing new sanctions on 18 Iranian citizens, groups, and networks for aiding Iran's military or its elite revolutionary guard. The State Department is also targeting two groups associated with Iran's ballistic missiles program. The targets will have their assets in the U.S. frozen and are prevented from doing business with Americans. The sanctions were announced a day after the administration certified to Congress that Iran is technically in compliance with a nuclear agreement and therefore can continue to benefit from nuclear sanctions relief. Rights campaigner and Nobel Peace laureate Malala Yousafzai is calling for a state of emergency on education in Nigeria. And Pierre Zafabia Quistarkin reports official Nigerian figures reveal nearly half of that nation's primary age children are not in school. Malala is back in Nigeria as part of her global hashtag girl power trip. She held a meeting with the acting president in the capital Abuja, after which she repeated that Nigeria has more out-of-school girls than any other country in the world. The Pakistani activist and Nobel laureate stood up to the Taliban and was shot in the head by militants. She has maintained a keen interest in Nigerian education since her 2014 visit in solidarity with hundreds of Chibok schoolgirls kidnapped by Boko Haram. More than 100 of the young women have been released since October. Malala is appealing for the release of the 100 still believed to be in captivity. Ophelia Quistarton, NPR News, Accra. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Visiting Angels, Professional caregivers assisting adults in bathing, dressing, meals, and lighthouse work nationwide. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Office locations are at visitingangels.com. This is Relatively Speaking with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. And now, Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. Good morning, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we are talking about why do people lie? That's my question to you. Why do you think people lie? So honesty is the best policy. If that's the truth, why do we all lie? Today we talk about the science behind lying and why deception and dishonesty is truly part of human behavior. We'll talk about that research behind that. So are there times that you think lying is acceptable? How many times a day do you think you lie? How do you feel when someone lies to you or when you or when you lie? When you discover that you've been lied to, what does that do to you? Or sometimes are you grateful that you didn't hear the real truth? Do you already know it's not the truth when that happens? Let's talk about what you think about all that. I want you to share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. 
So telling the truth is a natural behavior, and certainly the younger you are at first, the more likely you are to tell the truth. You don't have to think very hard to tell the truth, right? Um, So if somebody asks you, how does that taste? If it tastes terribly, you can say quickly, it tastes terrible, right? So let me put this to you. What if you're at a friend's house, they cooked a dish for you, and they ask you that question? Now what's your answer? If they ask you, how does this taste, and you really don't like it, do you say, ugh, I really don't like this? Or do you couch it in terms like, um, oh, this is an interesting taste. Interesting is always one of those words that we use, right? All right, here's another one. What about the person who asks, do these pants make me look fat? Typically, a woman is going to ask that. I will say that. So if the answers are resounding yes, do you say yes? Those pants make you look fat. Please don't wear them. Or do you come up with another way to either not answer it, avoid it, or say, I really love the color of the pants? Or do you say, oh, no. All right, here's one that I recently confronted uh, with myself on the way to this show. Not today, another day. I was running a little late, going a little fast in my car, and I saw blue lights behind me. When I rolled down my window to face the policeman, he said, Miss, is there a reason that you were going 72 in a 60-mile-an-hour zone? And, of course, some thoughts went through my head um, of what I could say, but the truth came out. Yes, sir, I'm on my way to the radio show and was running late. Well, he didn't think that was a very good excuse. He wasn't impressed. So, of course, after I got the ticket, I was going through my head. Should I have made something up that sounded better? Should I have cried and talked about the stress I was under? Honestly, I really did question myself um, about that ticket. So, if you were in my position, would you maybe have thought to come up with something different? So, with that, I want to hear from you. What do you consider a lie? If it's protecting someone, is it still a lie? Or is it a partial truth or a half-truth? Or what do you think about little white lies? Um, Let's go into a little bit of the science as you're thinking about that and hopefully calling in to tell me what you think. Um, You can call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So lying's really part of human beings' developmental process. Um, It it really does take an effort to come up with a lie. It usually takes a little bit higher cognitive function. So um, most two-year-olds do not, don't formulate lies. However, according to a, a developmental model that was proposed back in not that long ago, 2008, though people were lying way before that, a developmental model, model by uh, Victoria Talwer and Kang Lee in 2008 said children start to lie around two to three years. Um, kind of primary lies, which are designed to conceal transgressions. Like, um, 
my darling granddaughter, who when asked if she had um, written on the wall, she said, no, I didn't, even though she was standing at the wall, writing on the wall with the crayon in her hand. Um, but they they don't often um, are able to really make the consideration about whether or not the listener to the lie is really going to be able to believe the lie. Um, but even so, with a two- or three-year-old who is lying, it tells you that they're probably a little bit smart. They're starting to consider what they can do to protect themselves. And then around the age of four, children learn to tell those secondary lies, which are a little more believable, geared to the um, listener, um, trying to be uh, very convincing. And by the age of seven and eight, uh, kids get much more proficient at it, are much more able to tell lies. And lying behavior does occur often at that age. And as we move along the show, I'll tell you who lies the most, who lies the least. And maybe you can make your own considerations. I'd love to hear from you as to who you think at what age do you think individuals lie the most? And at what age do you think individuals lie the least? Not talking about two and under, because I already told you that. But after the age of two, all the way through adulthood, tell me what you think about that. Um, interesting, um, as you look at the developmental stages of lying and who lies and how and why, um, it, what it was found that was that um, the more li- a child or an individual was more likely to lie when they are trying to protect themselves from criticism, from um, if they've committed a transgression, they are most likely um, to do uh, something like that. But on average, 80% of all children um, lie at sometimes once they're around 42 months. Isn't that interesting? So is lying always negative? No. Lying is probably not always negative. It's tempting to to argue that um, it is always a negative thing. But let's think about it. Um, Those little white lies that may feel protective, are those such a negative thing? And do you think that it always indicates that there is an individual who is intrinsically bad if they lie? Um, in my practice, I often have parents who come in complaining about their child's behavior. And one of their primary concerns is that their child has become a quite adept liar. At what age do you think that is most typical? And um, when do you think it is most concerning? Give us a call. At one eight seven seven MPB ring, that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So, let me give you a few reasons why why we lie before the break, and then you can ruminate a little bit about um, when do you or when you are lied to. What is coming um, through as the reason? So, one is self aggrandization. So that's an individual who's just trying to pump themselves up. 
So there was a guy, uh, Mark Landis, uh, a few years ago, who you may have read this story. He was a commercial artist, but apparently not very successful at it. He spent almost 30 years imitating the work of famous painters and then not selling them, but posing as a philanthropist or a Jesuit priest, one of the two, and he donated the paintings to art museums and just loved being treated as a wonderful giving person. Once caught in an interview, he said he really didn't feel guilty about it at all. He was very sad that he was caught and that he had to stop. Interesting, right? Another thing, and and this is along the same lines, but not quite so much, lying to gain unjust rewards. And probably one of the most famous in our time is um, Bernie Madoff. Um, He was a financier who duped investors, I believe he was from New York, who duped investors out of billions of dollars until his Ponzi scheme collapsed. Um, So, you know, that was that was another one of those big issues. And then I've already mentioned personal transgression. We lie when something's happened and we're trying to cover up a mistake. Um, Teenagers most often get into that. Oh, where did that bump come from the car? Where's that? What happened? How did that scratch get there? I don't know. I have no idea. Or um, why are you so late for your curfew? Oh, well, I ran out of gas or had a flat tire or had to get help. You know, all those excuses come right on up there. So trying to, to get through those transgressions. And then avoidance uh, is always a good one. Well, before we go to our break, we have Latasha on the line, and I want to go ahead and see what Latasha has to say. She's from Jackson. And you, do you have an answer for us, Latasha, about age that uh, lies the most? Well, I think that when... Uh-oh, wait, we're not hearing you. Can you... Uh, Speak up a little into your phone. Latasha, if you will, uh, turn your radio down. It's about 10 seconds behind what we're doing in real time here. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, um, you made a statement that you wanted to know what age does an individual lie the most? Right. I, I think in the late 30s. And let me tell you why I say that. I think when individuals reach those late 30s, they start still thinking about, you know, their younger time and they want to drum up their life. And, and it kind of add a little extra on different things that they say to make their life more, I guess, interesting. So I think in the late 30s is the time an individual will lie the most. Uh, it's, it's a good answer. I will get to whether you're completely right or not. But let me ask you this, Latasha. Is it that you've experienced someone lying to you about that? Yes. Grandiose? Yes. Yes. yes, I did. I did. And you know what? An individual that lied. Um, they were always over like 35 or knocking on 40. So I was like, you know what, it's something between that 35 and 40 people kind of lie a lot. 
Okay. I'd love to know what our other listeners think about that. So that was that 35 to 40 um, age group. Do you think that's when people lie the most? Uh, I think Latasha has a little bit of personal experience, maybe somebody lying to her being somebody or saying they were someone um, when they really weren't. And um, that can get you into a relationship and sometimes be a very disappointing Thing when you find out that that truth is not there, right, Latasha? I certainly agree with the, with you, and it's very disappointing. And it makes me wonder, like, why lie? Why not tell the truth? Be a friend. Just be the person that you are. But I think people may want to say, and I'm not sure if you was um, tearing kids how they lie. I think he was like tier one, tier two, tier three. I'm not sure. I kind of came in on the end of it, uh-huh. but I think a lot of adults are still in that tier one, tier two. That primary, secondary lie, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Latasha, well, thanks for your call. So Latasha thinks that people from 35 to mid-40s are the the ones who um, lie the most. I'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464. Six four. If you think she may be correct, or if you have another thought, we have Sue in Beaumont waiting. Sue, after the break, we'll come right back to talk more about why do we lie and who does it the most. This is relatively speaking. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. On the next Everyday Tech, our guest will be Jimmy Abels and Robert Wolfram from Verizon discussing everything cellular. From data limits to uncovering the mystery behind cellular plans, We'll also take your personal cellular questions. That's on Everyday Tech tomorrow at 10 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Today we are talking about why do we lie? And I would like to put something to you. Do you think that you never lie? Are you one of those individuals who really prides him or herself in being very truthful? 
Um, what do you think is a real lie? What would you call it? How many times or how many times a day do you think you lie? Um, we'll talk about that. Who lies the most? Um, do you think perhaps men or women um, lie more? Uh, or do you think that sometimes we don't really call it a lie, but we think it's just being polite? So I'd like to hear from you. You can give us a call to join the conversation uh, about lying. I have one, Dr. Buttress. Uh, oh, you have one. I do. Oh, tell us. How difficult is it to call someone out when you know they're lying? Mm. Oh, you know, I think that, that that's a really excellent question. Now, if you're asking that to a parent, Jay, uh, I believe that parents are very quickly to be able to call out and, and tell their child uh, that they think they're lying. But if this is a peer, if this is your parent, for example, or a peer, or your significant other, um, are you quick and easy to be able to call them out on the lie? Or sometimes do you really not even want to know the truth? Do we sometimes make it easy to be lied to because we clearly don't want to know the truth? So, um, we want to hear from you. What do you think about that? Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Can you call someone out if you know they're directly lying to you? Well, let's go back to the phones. We have Sue in Beaumont. Good morning, Sue. Hi. You have some comments for us. Well, as soon as you mentioned the the subject of your show today, it immediately I thought about. I don't know if you remember that movie with Jack Nicholson where he's on trial for the murder of a soldier and they keep hounding him to tell the truth. And he says, the truth, you can't handle the truth. You, you know that movie. Uh, yes, and I don't. Jay, do you remember the name of that movie? I think it was A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men, right. yes, yes, and, yes. And so I, I thought about that immediately. And that's, a tr- that's, that's true. Most people cannot handle the truth. People don't want to hear the truth. People take drugs and people drink. And people lie because anything to keep from facing reality is hard and cold. And people don't want to hear the truth. People like to keep a rose-colored screen in front of themselves because they don't want to hear the truth. That's just the way life is. I have no friends because I tell the truth and people don't like the truth. (laughs) So, Sue, do you you think that sometimes honesty... Um, needs to be couched more kindly, or or do you think it's just lying to someone when... I'm, 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 just, I'm too old to, to yeah. put up with fakery and all that stuff. Just tell the truth. Let the chips fall where they may, but, it, you know, people don't want to hear the truth, though. Well, often, um, like I said, I think they don't. Uh, sometimes it's sort of an avoidance kind of thing, or you're trying to be social, um, socially polite, um, or to gain a better self-impression. If you, um, for example, if I wear something out, clothes. I'm, I'm a woman. I always talk about clothes. Um, if I wear something and I'm already out, right, and um, I think I look good, and then someone walks up to me and says, you really shouldn't wear that color. It looks bad on you. 
is that something I want to hear? No, because then for the rest of the day, because I can't go change, I don't need to hear about that. Now, that was a person who just walked up to you. and That's okay. Right. So that's a truth, but it's rude, rude behavior. So I see a man or a woman somewhere out this. Just really put some effort into looking nice. I always tell them, you look so nice. I love your outfit and your hair or whatever. And people are always astonished that, that someone would notice that they put effort in their trying to look nice, you know. So that's what I do. So so there's a thank you, Sue, because you brought up a point that I, I think we need to address. But that, is, is telling somebody that they look good, even though you don't necessarily think it, is that a lie? Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't tell anybody that unless they look good. If I think that they look good and they, they put the effort into looking good. I always, I like to comment, and people are always surprised that someone would take time to notice. So what you're saying is you would just be quiet if that's what my husband and I were talking about this very thing this morning. And I said, you're really good at just sort of avoiding the truth. So um, if someone asks him a question about something and the honesty of it is going to hurt their feelings, sometimes he will either act like he didn't hear the question, which is, I think, a man thing, or he will will um, sometimes divert it, uh, give a tangential comment. Um, and now if I press him, he'll, he'll give me the truth. But um, I think, Sue, what you're saying is unless asked. Now, if you were asked, is this color okay on me? Um, would you say? Mm. I say, no, it looks awful. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'd love to hear from other people about what they think. Is that what they want? You started your comment by saying people don't want to hear the truth and they want life through rose-colored glasses. And if y'all remember that show with Jim Carrey, I believe it was called Liar Liar, where something happened and all of a sudden he was telling the truth all the time. And he lost all his friends. He lost his job. He got into all kinds of trouble. And I wonder if if we really, if our human behavior was such that we were unable to lie, if um, if Sue's right. Um, I'd like to hear from our other callers about what they think about that. Is Sue right? Um, that nobody wants to really hear the truth? Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So we talked a little bit about why we lie to, to make ourselves a little more grandiose, to gain rewards, to avoid things, um, to be polite, um, just to be funny or to have a better self-impression or take personal advantage or an economic advantage. And some of you may remember um, this was um, almost 100 years ago, but apparently still very, very famous when the White Sox um, threw the World Series for money. And um, there was a whole lot of line going on uh, during that period. But then if we fast forward more, um, look at very famous people uh, like Lance Armstrong, who who has lied. We have had um, a fair amount of other lies from very famous um, individuals. And so it's not 
it's not just happening in everyday life. It's happening um, on the national and international scene all the time. And um, the there are many, many different reasons that that happens. And like I said, it starts very early. And if you get reinforced for those lies, then they tend to continue. Um, Have you ever started a tiny sort of white harmless lie that then a ripple effect happened and the next thing you know, you've had to tell another lie and another lie? Um, That can happen. We have some callers coming in after this next break. We'll continue to talk about why do we lie and how do we do it? And if you get caught in one, How in the world do you get out of it? Is it a pathological sign of a a horrible character flaw? If you do, uh, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from you, our listeners. If you love everything MPB but need to know more, go check out our website, mpbonline.org. It's easy to navigate, so you'll get exactly where you want to go with the click of a button. You'll find statewide news stories, program schedules for MPB Think Radio and MPB Television, and a statewide calendar of events. Bookmark mpbonline.org. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about why do we lie? Why in the world can't we just tell the truth? Or is it always a good thing when we just tell the truth? Who lies the most? At what age do we tend to lie the most, and when do we lie the least? We had an earlier guess, 30 to 45, and um, love to hear some more guesses. But let's move on back to the phone. We have Hollis in Jackson, who's been patient. Good morning, Hollis. You have a comment about the truth for us today? Uh, yes. Um, 
I saw a quote recently, and I don't remember who it was from, and it really hit home, but it said that truth without tact is cruelty. So, you know, I've had the truth told to me, and I've had to sit down with people before, but you need to be able to tell them without it being mean or, you know, like that. So I feel the truth is important, but there are ways you can tell it without, you know, it coming across mean. That's a good point. Truth without facts. So, tact, uh, like being tactful. Oh, tact. Tactful. Truth without, without tact. tact. Cruelty. And it was a quote, and I don't remember. It, it was a fairly famous person, I think, that quoted it. I just cannot remember who it was quoted from, but it really was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. So. It really does. Um, and do you feel like that there are people out there who who try to give the truth but don't have the tact um, that can make the truth a little softer? I think that's what that basically is is what it means, right? Yes. Being able to sit down with them and have a conversation with them and tell them something, or even in today's political climate, you know, there's way to have conversations and truthful conversations about how things are going and not be mean about it, you know. But it's it's hard these days in the political climate we're in now. But, but, but yes, and there are some people that are better at it than others. <laughs> so, but so that's all I wanted to say, that there is a way to tell the truth without coming across mean or abrupt. So, I I think you're absolutely correct. And and honestly, and um, I said honestly, so this is a truth, that, <laughs> that, that, that um, sometimes it is beneficial to all of us to hear the truth if it can be said kindly. Um, and, and it may not be what we want to hear. And I'll go back to one of those simple examples I had. If, if, someone wanted to tell me that they didn't like the color that I had on, um, they could say, um, how about this? You look very nice. I love the color that you wear, uh, that apricot color that you wear. It so enhances um, your coloring instead of saying, I hate you in red. So to um, be able to, to turn it around so it's not, it's not an insult but a, a, a truth. You just said something, and that's, that's getting down to simple little simple measures but thanks Holland I think we all need to remember um, when we're telling the truth if it feels like it may be a hard truth to tell if you can try to put it in a tactful manner instead of a rude manner and you're absolutely right in this day and time it seems like people forget to use tact at all right thank you so much (laughs) thank you thanks for listening all right. I would love to hear what other people think about that. Can you can you be tactful in the truth when in reality it may actually be an an insult or a fact that that individual might not want to hear? You can give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's go on down to Ocean Springs. We have Adam um, in Ocean Springs um, saying, um, do we lie to make people happy sometimes? Hi, Adam. Talk to us about that. I just think lying is probably a mechanism 
that humans or creatures with higher cognitive uh, reactions or anything like that that you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. lying just is used to make other people happy because whenever you tell them the truth, they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't get this done today, but it'll get done whenever I get to it. And bosses kind of really don't like that. But, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's done and then you do it later on or something like that. It still gets done and that tend to make people happy. But um, I also had another comment and it's kind of more president now than what it was a long time ago because it's happening now. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think that uh, fake news is more of a lie that's making a lot of people happy or uneasy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the the fake news, as we keep hearing, are are fake facts that um, people want to be true. And so um, it it comes out. And so maybe it's for secondary gain. You've brought up two things that are absolute reasons that have been documented through research search as to why people lie. One is to keep you happy, to make you happy, to make you feel good. So, oh gosh, it's okay you didn't meet that deadline. You've got You've got time. It's not hurting anyone. So you're such a good worker. Um, or like you, like you said, um, stating a fact for maybe a secondary gain, because certainly yeah. sometimes that fake news is for secondary gain to give someone a leg up, so to speak. So um, those are certainly reasons there. Um, so is it is it all wrong? Um, it it certainly can get us in the wrong direction. Um, we know that if if there are fake facts, fake news that then people make judgment on. Uh, yeah. So um, good thoughts, Adam. Thanks for your call. And um, again, thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what others think about um, why people lie. And, and, and is it effective? Do you feel like that sometimes lying can really change the way things are moving um, for the better or for the worst? Uh, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 I want to tell you about another um, famous liar, and he he actually was a card shark um, who uh, Daniel Negrenu, I believe is how you say his name, he raked in more than $32 million in prizes um, as a card shark. And um, for 20 years. And, you know, his his point was that deception was absolutely necessary to be good at poker. If you wanted to win at cards, you had to be a master at deceiving people, which is certainly we call deceiving. It's lying. You know, do you have the cards you need? Um, When you look at an individual, can you tell if they're lying? Do you know the body language of a liar versus a truth teller? Um, People who are experts at card playing, like this guy, um, is one of those who mastered the ability 
to deceive without letting people know that he was um, was doing so. So is that okay? That kind of lying, everybody thinks is okay. That's just, we just think he is a fabulous card player, right? And you wish you had the capabilities of doing something like that. So let's go on back to the phones. We have Larry in Georgia. Uh, Larry, where in Georgia are you? Well, uh, thank you so much. I'm calling you from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, uh, I, I have two questions for you that probably could take hours to explain, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, my first question is, can you explain the differences in, in gender lying? Like, in other words, what do men lie about the most and what do women lie about the most? And then secondly, as a professional therapist, how would you evaluate or describe uh, Trump's lying? How would I describe what lying? Sure. How would you describe or evaluate President Trump lying, his lying? Okay. Well, um, let me take the maybe the first one. Um, okay. Uh-huh. The the gender line, the difference in genders, and and actually, um, men and women lie pretty equally, um, but men tend to lie more about um, the the issues that tend to be more. Um, uh, job related or um, aggrandizing related where trying to pump themselves up a little bit more. Um, women um, tend to lie more and there's not real good data on this, I will have to say. Women tend to lie more on um, those complimentary appearances, those kinds of things where they're, you know, they're those little white lies that tend to come out pretty easily. Um, so where they, uh, you know, we, it's always a joke in the South where you can, you can say something and then say, bless your heart. Um, but I think a lot of times two individuals' faces, women tend to have a little bit harder time um, telling the truth about some of those appearance issues and things. Yet, I think all of us as as parents tend to get more upset when our children lie um, because we feel like it's a, a character flaw, when in reality it is really um, not as long as the the lies are not damaging to other all for secondary gain and the like so that's hard now characterizing um some of the the trump statements that um individuals feel are false um let me just say that i think we've already talked about um some of the reasons that some of those come out um it's for secondary gain, right? Um, when you have a political agenda and you want to um, have it move forward, then then that's what individuals do. He's not the first person to do so, and he certainly won't be the last. We have it all through history. So um, I think at, 
is prudent for us all to to try to learn facts, to to understand what's the truth and what's not the truth out there. And um, and unfortunately, if there is something out there on either side, if it's something that we believe in, whether it's the truth or not, we're going to tend to accept it more readily. Right. That's just human nature. So are we going to check the facts as much if it's something that we believe or are we going to go after the facts if it's something we don't believe? So uh, I hear you, Larry, um, and I think that um, that that's one of those things that we've had, unfortunately, throughout the years. So thanks for your call. Um, and keep listening from Atlanta, Georgia. It is a lovely town. I have a wonderful cousin there. Um, let's go on to Candy in New Albany. Candy, you have a comment on reasons on why people lie? Hello. Uh oh, Candy, I'm worried we might not be able to hear you. Uh, sounds like you might be driving. Um, are you there? I tell you what, if you get Candy to a better spot, perhaps you can uh, give us a call back. Um, while we, we have a, another couple of people uh, on, on the line, but before we get to them, I think we need to go ahead and take our final break. And when we get back, I'm going to tell you who lies the most and who lies the least, at what age, rather, uh, not so much gender. And we'll talk some more about why people lie. Uh, give us a call. We still have some open lines at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. Before digital projectors invaded movie theaters, films were played from, well, film. And projectionists needed quick reflexes to flip from one reel to the next. The cue marks were a sixth of a second. So if you had a normal blink, you could have, oh, did I just miss that? (laughs) I'm Audie Cornish. We climb into the projection booth this afternoon on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. Welcome back 
This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we're talking about why do we all lie. And I say all because I dare say that if you really start listening to yourself, there is a little lie that sneaks in there, whether it's a tiny one or a great big one. Probably once a day at least. Um, And I promised that I would tell you um, who lies the most. So let me tell you, and then we'll go back to the phones. Uh, So 13 to 17-year-olds lie the very most after you get into the four-year-old age bracket. And listen to this. 59% of the time they tell, or 59% percent of 13 to 7 year olds tell 1 to 5 lies per day and 15% tell more than 5 lies per day 6 to 8 year olds tell the fewest lies of all the age brackets and guess who tells the least of lies it's those over 60 and i think we had an early caller who said i'm too old to worry about telling lies and i think that kind of happens after 60 you just start telling the truth more not worried so much about what other people think so um think on that one now let's go back to the phones we have robert and meridian good morning robert good morning dr buttress long time i know uh you had a a guest on some time back who i believe was a relationship counselor Uh uh-huh and she mentioned in response to me pointing out that someone had divulged something that they had been holding back from me and she said well maybe she felt safe and i remember that it stuck with me Mm -hmm. um there's Mm -hmm. the lie of the person who controls us i mean out and out they can't get what they want without the lie. Uh, the, the absolutely. Says, excuse me? I said absolutely. The person who says, how about driving me to the bank and just leaves out the fact that they're going to rob the bank while you're sitting there in your car <laughs> being the good Samaritan. <laughs> right. That's a lie that you really don't want, you know. But uh, I think um, that 60 thing that you pointed out, maybe that's why I feel so self-righteous. I'm 73. <laughs> And I I see myself lying a whole lot less than I ever did. But here's my main point. I just don't want somebody to control me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing that really hurts me with the lie. You know, let me make my decisions and and but if you if you tell me something and I'm basing the direction that I go on the trust that I think exists in this relationship and you know, I who wants to feel like a fool or manipulated, you know. Right. Good points, Robert. Thank you. And and a lot of that lying is, that is done is to sort of maintain control. That's another reason people lie. All right, let's go on to um, John in Liberty. John, you have um, a comment about being falsely accused for lying. Tell us about that. Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, I am uh, 38 years old, and I have an older brother that's uh, 41 years old. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, I helped my grandfather on his farm when I was in high school. That was my my job. And uh, he had like 250 head of cows, and I helped him with the beef cows and stuff. My brother did not. He didn't care about none of that. He uh, dropped out of school. He partied a lot. And uh, towards my grandpa, like when he was like, before he passed away, my brother had helped him a little bit. And... um. 
because I was off working. This has been like a couple of years ago. But anyhow, anytime I tell my wife or somebody a story about something we did with the cows or something like that, my brother says, no, y'all didn't. That's a lie. Hmm. You know, and he's like, he didn't have 200 feet ahead of cows. There ain't no way. That's a lie. I don't know where you're coming up with all this from. And he said, I don't know why you lie all the time. Okay. And, Here you know, is what I, this is what I would do, John. I would um, say you wouldn't know, you weren't there, and then the next time something comes up like that, I would completely ignore his comment. I would turn around, I would walk off, I would do whatever I could not to give him any credence for that. Because if you know that you are telling the truth and you know your brother is trying to undermine um, what you did or your position, the best thing you can do is make it very clear that um, that he's incorrect, but not to feed into it. He's doing that to um, to poke at you, most likely, John. So that would I would encourage you to say something very short, and then then to let it go. I hope that works. Um, let's go to our last caller, and we have just a minute or so. You're from Memphis, and you have a comment about being nice. Hello. Hey. Hi, this is Anne from Memphis. I'm yeah. listening. Um, and this is about telling lies or or not not to hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom would always teach us, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. You know, and I think that that is, um, like I talked about earlier in the show, my, my husband had mentioned that. So that's one of his techniques, and I think he probably learned it from his mother also, is that um, that instead of coming back with something that might be negative, to just be quiet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I think your, 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 your thoughts are good. Just don't say anything and people will pick up on it it'll mean that either you don't like that behavior or you don't like what's going on or they'll figure it out um but you don't have to be unkind with your words so sometimes that's helpful uh I think sometimes people may say that's the coward way out, but I don't believe that. I think sometimes if we could learn to just be quiet and to be still, we would have maybe a bit happier world. What do you think, Anne? Oh, I do. I definitely agree. (laughs) Well, thanks for your call, and thanks for listening, and um, thanks for helping us end this on a more positive note. So... So do you have to always give words back um, when you think you might be lying? All right. So in summary, lying's not always terrible. Sometimes a little white lie is okay. Sometimes you need to use tact if you're telling the truth. And then sometimes you just need to be quiet. So thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. Today's show is engineered by our producer, Jay White. Our call screener was our intern, Marie. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned now for NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio.